Should you be required to sign your ballot envelope? There is a lawsuit claiming that requiring a matching signature on the ballot envelope is unconstitutional because so many ballots are rejected due to mismatched or missing signatures. Let's consult with former State Attorney General Rob McKenna, a conversation sponsored by Madrona Financial Services. Well, if you don't sign the envelope, then then uh, how do we know who you are? Yeah, that's the central challenge here is that we have no other system in place to validate the, the ballots that are returned. We rely on signature matching. There are backup systems. So, you know, you're allowed to put your email address, a phone number down, so you'll be notified if your ballot is not counted because of a mismatching signature. And uh, apparently not everybody follows up when they're notified. And so several thousand ballots will not be counted. So out of the several million ballots that were cast on November 8th statewide, 27,000 ballots or thereabouts were challenged based on signature comparisons made by election workers. And that's according to Secretary of State. Now, what this complaint doesn't tell us is how many of those ballots were subsequently counted because the voter was notified and provided another signature. Mm -hmm. So we're not sure what the ultimate result was. But it does happen every year that thousands of ballots end up not being counted because the signatures don't match. And the lawsuit cites a study that suggests that people of color, uh, younger voters, some veterans are likelier to have their ballots rejected for mismatching signatures than other people. You've got to go down to the elections office and sign. I had a neighborhood that said, happened to him. He had to sign three times and they took it. But that requires that you have transportation and the time to do that. So I can see where there will be some people who just won't go to the trouble. But then do the plaintiffs have a better way of assuring that the uh, that the vote is legitimate? The plaintiffs don't suggest another system. They're just saying it's unconstitutional to throw out a ballot because the signature doesn't match. They're essentially suggesting as long as there's a signature on the outer envelope, that's good enough. It doesn't matter if it matches or not. And they're arguing that there's little evidence of voter fraud. Therefore, we shouldn't worry about the possibility that ballots will be filled out and signed by other people than the voter. Now, the the problem with their argument that there's very little voter fraud is that they're talking about the current system, which has signature matching. Right. So what what do we do? Nothing instead. They're saying that should be fine. I think a lot of other folks will have a problem with that uh, because the signature match is the one safeguard that we have right now in this system. Now, I can imagine other safeguards that we could create if we wanted to as a state. For example, when you register to vote, they could issue a PIN number to you that you would have to include on the inner envelope so people can copy it. That could then be accompanied by a system for looking up your PIN number or your password if you know if, if you can't find it. And we're all used to doing that, right? We all know what password recovery steps are like when we forget the password to an online account. Yep. I can imagine other systems. The problem is those other systems do not exist today. So, you know, are, are we going to increase voter confidence by not using the one safeguard that we have in place? When, when you hear election officials talk about mail-in voting and its security nationally, they all talk about the signature matching requirement. But, you know, look, I also see the plaintiff's point of view, which is that 
there are human beings who are like holding up the signature to the signature that's on file, deciding whether or not it matches or not. You know, the goal is less than 1% of ballots are rejected for mismatched signatures. That apparently is the case in many counties, but not all counties where the percentage is higher than 1%. So it's inconsistent from county to county. And if the data shows that certain groups are disproportionately, you know, having their ballots rejected, that should cause us to stop and think about the system as well. So if the judge rules in favor of the plaintiffs and signature matching no longer matters, uh, that creates chaos. I mean, what, what happens then? Well, the way the complaint is set up, they're asking the judge to declare that signature matching violates the Constitution. And they want an injunction, a permanent injunction prohibiting Washington election officials from using the signature matching procedure for any purpose other than confirming that the envelope's been signed by someone, presumably the voter. So it does not appear that if the plaintiffs win, that the election we just had or prior elections will have to be redone or that they'll go back and look at rejected ballots and count them. This does seem to be forward-looking, although since one of the you know rulings they're hoping the court will give is that signature matching violates the Constitution, I suppose – one or more voters could go to court and say, in this election we just had, you should have counted my ballot. But I think that would have to be a separate lawsuit. Okay, but even if it's only, if you, even if it only applies going forward, I can see mm-hmm. uh, conservatives saying, well, we told you, we told you they'd push too far, and now they're basically going to take any envelope that shows up in the mail. Well, not just conservatives. I mean, a, a lot of Democrats who defended the results of the 2020 election and the election we just had, too where you had mail-in ballots for the first time in significant numbers, places like Pennsylvania, they all pointed to signature matching as the, as the safeguard. Mm-hmm. So there'd be a lot of folks who would be raising real concerns if the one safeguard we have is eliminated. Former State Attorney General Rob McKenna. Rob, thank you. Thanks, Dave.